1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.
1: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time for the latest edition of the Curtain Call podcast. My name is Michael Beck, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Hanging out with you, as always, by one Mr. Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey, how are you doing tonight? Doing really good, doing really good. Fantastic. Uh, it, it's been an interesting week in the, in the Steelers world, but kicking things off, are, are, do you miss it? Do you miss uh, getting ready for Steelers games on uh, on the weekend, or,
3: or are you already in 100% off-season mode? I'm, I'm in off season mode. I miss, I miss new film. Like I, as much as I love digging into last season, I miss new games to watch and be like, see new stuff. And it, I'm, I just this part of the season you're digging into stuff you've already watched. So that's, that's not as much fun. So I do miss the games. I really, really wish the Steelers were playing this weekend. That would, have, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. that. uh, <laughs> if you if you asked me
2: probably two months ago i'd be like oh yeah for sure they're gonna be playing in this game why not uh um, never mind quick switch through. but um <laughs> i i mean we can just quickly look ahead uh, to the day before the super bowl when it comes to Steelers stuff before we really get into our topics but uh the annual nfl honors is coming up uh, do you have any uh, predictions uh, do you think uh, any Steelers players might be uh gracing us with some hard hardware
3: uh, I'm, I'm going to predict that none of them do simply because that seems like it seems like that would happen. Like, does TJ Watt deserve to be the defensive player of the year? I think so. I think he's got as good a claim as anyone else. Uh, but again, I'll always say it. If Aaron Donald gets it, I'll be like, okay, that's fair. I'd be like, it'd be like giving mean Joe Green or like Reggie White that award every year. You'd be like, well, oh, okay. <laughs> they're they're that good, all right. That's that's deserved. But I think I think it should be T.J. Watt's award. We'll see if they agree. Yeah, it, it's going to
2: be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, I think Aaron Donald's only knock really against him for getting it would be, well, he was great, but he wasn't as great as he has been in the past. Yeah. <laughs> like, remember those other seasons when he was even better? Yeah, exactly. Can we
3: give that Aaron Donald the award.
2: Yeah, but. <laughs> regardless it'll, it'll be a uh, interesting make for some decent TV I suppose but uh do you have any uh, rooting interest in uh this uh this upcoming Super Bowl Sunday
3: absolutely I want uh I want Tampa Bay to win this I yeah. really do uh yeah I I love their linebackers Devin white and Levante David like Levante David has one of been one of my favorite linebackers like he's he doesn't get a lot of hype doesn't get a lot of mentions unless you're in like Certain groups, and then they're like, he's the best linebacker in the NFL. And you're like, okay, that's going a little too far. Uh, <laughs> but I love the two of them together. And I'm I'm really, really, really want to see them able to handle Travis Kelsey. Uh, because to me, Travis Kelsey is the reason the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Uh, even with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is great. Don't get me wrong, right? But Steve Young isn't Steve Young when Jerry Rice isn't there. That's that's kind of where where I'm saying like it's a different level of greatness is he could be Aaron Rodgers you know in his prime but if he doesn't have Travis Kelsey is he going to the Super Bowl probably not we've seen Aaron Rodgers not make we've seen a lot of players not make it so I'm hoping they can defend Travis Kelsey that's my Super Bowl interest
2: yeah it's uh, for me I'm not really sure if I'm leaning one way or the other uh, I I really don't want to see Tom get a seventh ring but. I mean, maybe that sticks it in the heart of uh, New England, and I I kind of like
3: that. Like, no one's catching him. No. Like, he's just, he's that guy, so (laughs) I don't even care. Plus, he's no longer on New England, and I am from Michigan. I am a University of Michigan football fan. Uh, I remember watching Tom Brady play football for the University of Michigan, and so I'm more okay with him. I'm really glad it's not New England.
2: Yeah, if New England was in the Super Bowl again, I, I I don't know if I'd watch that one. I need I need a little bit of a break. But
3: actually Ezra in the chat said it perfectly. We need a blueprint on how to stop the Chiefs. Yes. Come on. Devin White, Levante David, give us that. Show us show us that that's stoppable. Just do it. Oh, the, the NFL might be might
2: be the ones that uh, tear that uh, team apart. So it's something we'll get into a little bit later on this show because it does relate to the Steelers a fair bit, and there's going to be question marks surrounding it for at least another month. So something to get into a little bit later, but obviously the biggest Steeler uh, news of the past week, Adrian Clem getting promoted from offensive line assistant to the top offensive line coach. Uh, of course, that move uh, you see online uh, is kind of panned, for by a lot of people uh that aren't necessarily related to the team but after the Steelers saying how important it is to find an O-line coach uh we want one before an OC that doesn't happen OC comes first O-line coach after after guys uh return to Detroit or flat out turn down interviews with the Steelers how do you feel about this hire is this one that you're like okay sure uh, I think we got the guy because a, a couple guys in locker rooms say we're good or is it more along the lines of I'm a little bit concerned about that hire.
3: It's split. I'm willing to give him a chance. I'm willing to give anyone a chance. Uh, and he's a good coach. He is uh, – the guy said he's one of those guys that's driven to get the most out of his players. Uh, if you followed – if you remember his his story where he was, in, he was under investigation at UCLA – uh, I know you've talked about this other place. I don't know if we've talked about this much on the VTSC podcast channel here. But uh, there was an investigation into him for, for you know, pushing too hard, not letting up on players when they were hurt. Uh, apparently that's not an issue in the NFL. I can't imagine NFL players putting up with that very much at all. Can't imagine him being like, David DeCastro, I don't care if you're hurt. David Castro would be like, do you, do you still work here? <laughs> Look at my paycheck, don't... yeah, look at your paycheck <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go i gonna go talk to somebody and uh, you go ahead and clean your stuff out we'll We'll see you later. Uh, but they they apparently love him, but I think you nailed in the head one of the things we're hearing is is it's kind of switched from oh, this is a last stitch hire, and then you have people saying, no, this is the right guy. they were just doing their due diligence. Their due diligence involved them hiring an offensive coordinator before the offensive line coach when they specifically stated, they wanted the offensive line coach first. In my opinion, what they were saying is they were shooting for offensive line coaches that didn't they didn't get. They they were going to gun for somebody big, uh, and they got turned down. And they said, "Well, uh, not that not that Adrian Clem is like oh well you know we at least have this one guy who will take the job." Like no, he's he's probably a good option for the job. It, it could even be the players came in and were like, "Hey, we want this guy," you know. Bring him in. It, it could have been a case where, where they're sitting there looking at some players who are they want to keep, who are debating whether they want to stay or not, and they're telling them, "Hey, cleanse that guy. Don't break this up right yet. You know, give us. Let's do this right." And with that,
2: coaching as a whole, the Steelers still haven't hired a quarterback coach, which is something they've also said that they're going to split from uh, the offensive coordinator, uh, which they did a, a year ago. Do you see any concern in that as other teams pretty much have their coaching staff completely rounded out and the Steelers have yet to name someone for that spot?
3: I don't. Quarterback coaches, I mean, you got to be able to teach the guys Canada's offense. You're going to work mostly with guys who aren't starting. You know, to me, it's not that big of a hiring position. That's an opportunity job. That's a job where you can get a good coach from college, an offensive coordinator, someone like that, and be like, hey. You know how quarterbacks are supposed to move. You know how they're supposed to throw the ball. You've run these concepts in offenses before. Come in and teach Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. Uh, To me, the real question there is what kind of a person do you bring in personality-wise, and I think that shows your commitment to the young guys on the team. Like if they go out and bring in somebody – Who's more of a players coach, someone who can, you know, you get kind of a feel for where they are and what they're thinking with their quarterback room. If they get a guy who's like a Matt Canada, Matt Canada wasn't there to develop Mason Rudolph. Matt Canada was there to be the assistant offensive coordinator and take over as soon as they felt he was ready, which happens to be this year, you know. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. I'll tell more about the team. I don't think I, I don't think quarterbacks coach is a is a big hire. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm stuttering here, but now I'm trying uh, the the old hamster wheel is starting to turn for me. Like uh, one of the things that I'm a little interested to see out of the Steelers team, and why I think I care so much about that position is because they have a guy that's that's a reclamation project in Dwayne Haskins. Art Rooney said they they want to add someone else to that locker room, and judging by this team's salary cap situation, to me that screams the draft. Whether or not that's high, um, a late round pick or whatever do you think it's more important to have a, a solid quarterback coach uh when you're dealing with rookies or
3: guys like dwayne haskins in his situation? yeah, i think it's important you have someone who fits what they need uh that's that's the big deal and i don't i'm not gonna pretend to know you know does dwayne haskins need like an old school dude like a like a richard man? And what Richard Mann brought into the team with with Antonio Brown, you know, where he was that old school Southern coach who was no gruff and you're going to go to the blocking slides as a wide receiver and you're going to have the, you know, the jugs machine pointed at you for four hours a day or whatever. Or, you know, do they need someone who's more of a mentor and a cerebral guy? That's, I agree with you. It's very important that they have the right kind of person to develop those guys. But that that to me is a big fit. That's a big personality fit, and where they are in their game. So I'll, I don't know. Anyone anyone can teach quarterback mechanics. There are I shouldn't say anyone. There are hundreds of people who can coach teach coach those quarterback mechanics well enough for the NFL.
2: Right. So I think that'll be an interesting thing to kind of watch as that process goes along, especially because the Steelers seemingly have only interviewed Mike Sullivan, not the Penguins head coach, but. Uh, the, the army recruiting coordinator um, for the Black Knights. But uh, it'll be one of those things I, I think you might be able to dissect, a, maybe a little bit too much to try to figure out what the Steelers' plans are. But that kind of gets us into the theme of this uh, podcast specifically. Uh, I also want to tie it into the other big NFL news um, that kind of Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk kind of dumped on us that I, I don't know if necessarily it's been talked enough or if it's just one of those Mike Florio things, but he said teams might not know what this salary cap's gonna be until potentially hours before the start of the new league year. What are your thoughts on that? And does that completely kind of change things now for what the Steelers want to do and how, how can they even possibly start getting to work on this offseason?
3: I don't think it, I think the Steelers are gonna have plans. I think the I think the NFL teams have to have an idea of what the options are for the salary cap. Like say you take three options where it's like, uh, what was it, 175? They were saying the cap could drop to, and then like hold it at the same amount, and then we got that someone threw out the cap could go up to like 220, something like that. Like if you gave teams like it's gonna be like here, here's the range, guys. It's gonna be between these numbers. You know the Steelers will have plans. The, the Omar Khan will be like, yeah, I can do math for three different cap numbers. That's fine. You know, tell us which one it is, and we'll boom, we'll drop that plan and start executing it. That's what I su- expect them to do. Any team that can navigate the NFL draft uh, should be able to, you know, with a big board, should be able to to navigate a free agency with an unknown salary cap. Now, I know we've
2: talked about it a lot, especially like the salary cap off air, what have you. But if it feels up to you, and we already see the the new TV deals, how it's going to kind of shape the future of the NFL. Do you think they should kind of borrow from future years to to try to keep the the bar? kind of level to where it was e- even this past season, just to kind of make sure teams aren't getting blown up, just to be kind of blown up again a year from now when salaries explode another $20 million potentially?
3: Okay, I'm not I'm going to answer this as a Steelers fan. I'm going to answer this as a person who studied economics and business in college and tell you that it would be absolutely stupid for the NFL for a one-year you know, situation to blow up the top four teams in the NFL. Way more than that. But every team that was in a conference championship game, if you look at the numbers of players they have to sign next year and the amount of cap space they have, all of them are going to hemorrhage players, especially the Chiefs. The Chiefs would have, you would just break up the Chiefs. It'd be so dumb for the NFL to do that for one season. In my opinion, what they should do. What, what makes the most sense is to go to teams and say, you know what? We're dropping the floor. We're dropping the salary floor so that no one has to lose money. If you can't, if you want to cut players, cut players. If you want to whatever you have to do, do it, but we're not going to force you to cut players. Like telling an owner, you're not allowed to spend your money on your team. When you have it like, come on. Like I understand that's what a salary cap does, but make a deal that's smart for the business. Make a deal that works in my mind. This isn't about NFL owners losing money. The salary cap going down is not about that. That is about leverage with the union and the players. This is about making sure you get that 17th game in before the new television contracts start so that you have better negotiating, you can make that money there. That's the money they want. So for me, I I don't think the salary cap's a big deal. I'm not worried about going down. I think the the worst case you would see was it stays level, and I will be surprised. (laughs) And actually really embarrassed for the NFL if it goes down.
2: Yeah, obviously a huge situation to watch and it could be worse. We could be New Orleans Saints fans who if the cap is 175 million dollars, they're like a 105 million over the salary cap like th- there's yeah. no world where they cannot move on from like a Pro Bowl all-Pro player. Yeah, like, like it's, it's you're possible. talking
3: about yeah. Well, it's the same way with the Chiefs. Like you're looking at the numbers and you're like you've got to let one of your best players go. You just have to. Your other option is to let all of your good players go and replace them with veteran minimum contracts. Plus, if you just look at the money. If you look at the the salary cap situation, if everyone just dumps players to get down there, the number of players on the market and the number amount of available money means you're going to have very good players either playing for league minimum deals or saying, "Screw this." I'm not playing this year. I'll sit out till next year. And in 2022, you've got competition. You've got potentially comp- competitive leagues coming in. Like, you don't want to, you want to mess with players like that. You would anger so many star players. Like I just, it doesn't, it wouldn't make sense to me. It's just, it just seems like such a horrible business move.
2: All of a sudden, uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson offers Dak Prescott, $50 million to suit up for the XFL for one year. Instead of,
3: well, if the 30, salary cap is like, we can only pay you $900,000 next year, and you're like Juju Smith-Schuster, and you're getting like a $2 million a year offer, you're like, you know what? I'm going to go play in Canada for a year. Like, I'm sure some team will use their, you know, United States player exemption on me. I think that's a pretty safe bet. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. It really, it would be so dumb. It would be so dumb. See now, I'm gonna have to go look up the rights to who has Juju
2: Smith-Schuster because the CFL is <laughs> weird, and like there are like there are player rights that are under the table. They're all, right, all, they're all already part of an organization, but old school gonna...
3: NFL AFL type stuff. Where yeah,
2: like... that's why Martavis Bryant had to go to the Argonauts. He was exclusive uh, rights to them. So super random side note. Oh, you'd only get that from uh, your resident Canadian. But uh, we, we can move on to more Steelers related stuff and Ben Roethlisberger specifically, because that's really the key to everything. The the, the future of this franchise stems from one year, maybe, <laughs> of Ben Roethlisberger, and we're going to start getting more answers next week when he is expected to start uh, those conversations with the front office, ownership, basically everyone that's a part of Steelers organization. Do you have any predictions on how this kind of... Uh, this whole Ben Roethlisberger contract situation is going to shape up? And do you think there's any potential that he is not playing next year as a Pittsburgh Steeler or otherwise?
3: I I don't think there's any way he's not playing. I really don't. I can – like I said it at the time, I cannot imagine Ben Roethlisberger going out with that loss to the Cleveland Browns. I can't imagine that being the end of his – I can't imagine him standing for that. Like he'd be like, I don't care if it's one game. Like I don't care if it's after week 1 you cut me. I'm I'm winning something. I'm getting back here, you know, I'm not going down with that horrible loss to Cleveland as my final game. Uh and with with the what Rooney said when he said, you know, we want Ben back, but he obviously can't play at that number and Ben said, "Fine." I mean, he essentially said, "That's cool. I don't care about the money anyways," which he does. Don't 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 get me wrong, people. He's not going to be like I'll play for dead money plus one penny. You know that's not going to be a thing, Uh, but he—he he is. It's going to happen. They're going to kick the money down the road again, Uh, and we'll see how much he gets. Yeah,
2: that's going to be insane, really, to watch it. How much money they put push in a future years could that hamstring the team? But we do have a super chat here that I want to get to first. Snowman puts five dollars in the tip jar. Thank you so much for that. And he asked you, Jeffrey. When do you think one Mister Marquise Pouncey will make his final decision?
3: We'll know by free agency. We will definitely know by free. There's no way he would do that to the organization. Play that out to like the draft or something like that. We will know by the start of free agency. If he doesn't let him know by then, then you can start looking at Marquise Pouncey and be like, "Dude, what's going on? Like, is there a medical issue that you're still looking to resolve? What is it?" That gives him that gives him enough time uh, to get his body physically recovered get work done look at the injuries he has look at the nagging stuff he has find out really what's it going to cost him pain wise what's it going to cost him health wise to play another season that's that's where we're at that's where he's at in his career uh and that's when we'll find out but i am almost guarantee it's going to be before free agency
2: now it's kind of a good transition of something else i want to chat about and ed bouchette of the athletic yesterday he, he dumped a, a little bit of kind of, I guess, kind of more opinion-based stuff. But he suggests Ben Roethlisberger, it's not set in stone that he will come back. And he also suggests that the Steelers could potentially be uh, in the market for a quarterback as early as the first round, and something we had an article on Behind the Steel Curtain go out today on as well. Um, do you think he could have conditions like saying, uh, okay, I'm going to take this pay cut, but that means you can't cut Marquise Pouncey when I convince him to come back for another year, or... Stuff along those lines that Ben really kind of holds all the cards.
3: Uh yeah, I, there could be. I don't think it'd be Pouncy. This, this, this franchise loves Marquise Pouncy, uh, so I have no. I don't think they would kick Marquise Pouncy out the door. Uh his his play wasn't that bad. Obviously, he had one snap that was legitimately that bad. Like, like the kind of snap you 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 fire someone for. It was James Harrison special. Like I mean, come on. Uh, but other than that, he's he's still good. I'm I'm still a big fan. He's still good. Uh, I think I, I think it's more like if if Ben's going to retire, it's going to be something like I want Juju back. And that's not that's not doable, unless like the cap really plummets and there's really no market for Juju. He's he's gone. Like, there's, he's just gone. That's just it. Uh, there's no reason to re-sign him when you have a James Washington to pay that much money, that percentage of your cap, when you can just do it on the cheap and really replace what you, you know, you basically come into next season with what you already had. And I would be really surprised. I've I've heard Ben Rothenberg wants him back. I'm kind of surprised by that because I'm like, Ben, you didn't throw it to him. Like, you you threw it to him in the worst-case scenarios, not when he was open. You didn't throw it to him downfield. I don't know. That I think Ben is coming back. I just think he's coming back. And I he holds a lot of cards. He holds a lot of leverage in the in the franchise. They value those trophies and two of them are his. And they gave him that contract. He has a bunch of money. You know, you hand him leverage, he has it. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And when it comes to Juju Smith Schuster as well, I, I think his free agency Steeler fan should just be hoping he gets a huge payday from somewhere because these draft picks are going to start becoming even more valuable as this team really starts to reload and kind of usher in a a brand new era. So if the Steelers can pick up a third round uh, compensatory selection from both Juju and Bud Dupree, and then say one of their uh, assistant uh, GM slash presidents gets taken away and they get additional compensatory third round selections, then all of a sudden the ball really starts rolling on speeding up uh, what potentially could be a rebuild. And speaking of that kind of mindset, we look at the Steelers 2021 schedule and it is a gauntlet. They're going to, they're going to green Bay uh, Buffalo, Kansas city. If there's a 17th game right now, it's believed that the Steelers would be going to Seattle where they stink. They're playing the bears. They always lose to the bears. The schedule is horrid. Does that give the Steelers more excuse to kind of have a down year and really kind of start that rebuild? And is this something they should take into consideration?
3: Oh, I love it. I was gonna say, I, I think they love it too. Um, it's, it's give me the gauntlet. I say that you've you probably heard me say that in our uh, in our Slack chats. Give me that gauntlet. Give it to me. Our 2008 season, we ran that gauntlet. Playoffs were a nightmare. You know, we've done that before. Let's do it again. Let's do it. Let's you know, if Ben's going to end his career in a year, let it be with all the cards stacked against him. Give give me that season and let's let's go out and then come at the end of that season and you might have a sub 500 season where you can say, "Okay, now we're going to rebuild." Now Art Rooney can't come out and say, "Oh, this is a 12 and 4 team." Yeah, you can say it's a 12 and 4 team in 2020 when you have a losing record in 2021, it won't won't mean much. Uh so I I love it. I I think the Steelers don't... I think they really, really follow that Tomlin accent. They don't care. You know, line up whoever it is across from them. Let's go play football. Uh, one of my problems I think of this team had this year was they kept winning when they weren't playing good. And so they... You got kind of built up. They got kind of arrogant. They were talking. They're dancing on logos. They're doing all that stuff. And it's like, what have you done? You, you've, you've sneaked past a, a bunch of bad teams. Like, really? Like... I always think back to our uh, week thirteen show when we were we were going against Washington. We we're in here complaining about the Steelers, and he's like, "Guys, you're eleven and zero. What are you complaining about?" And we're like, "Because they're not very good. They don't look good." And then, yeah, they weren't for the rest of the season. They weren't good.
2: Uh, absolutely true, and uh, completely fell <laughs> fell flat on our faces. And kind of one of the yeah. things that concerns me. It's like, ho- hopefully the end of last season isn't the way they start next season. And there's so many avenues that we can go about talking about it, but do you think it would be a mistake if the Steelers fell flat on their face in a pursuit of a championship? Could that potentially push future success further down the road? If they really go all in on trying to win this year and kind of neglect drafting certain positions because Ben's like, Oh, we need a running back here and I need another receiver in the second round. And another receiver in the third round. Like, do you think that could potentially harm this team going all in this year? Should it And should it only be about what's ne- going on this year? Or do we have to look at the broader picture right now?
3: Yeah, if they go all in, like, I'm more worried about if this team pushes money back. Like, if you restart, if you start restructuring, like, Ben, let's... I don't know if I don't know if Pouncey or DeCastro can even save much money with restructures. But let's say they kept both of those guys and put kicked money down the road for like three or four players, and let's say they bring back Juju Smith Schuster, and then fall flat on their face. Then you're sitting there going, oh, "Okay, well then now what? Now what do we do? Like now what are we doing? Like Juju Smith Schuster, we just paid a bunch of money for our number three receiver. You know what are we doing here? We've got all this dead money on the cap we should have been that we could have been free of." If this goes bad, I think they walk into next season. I think they do mostly what they normally do, you, you know, build for now and the future at the same time. They kind of, they kind of do a good job of walking that line. And I think if you saw the team fall on their face next season, I think Ben will have a shorter leash. I think Ben will actually, I shouldn't say a shorter leash, Ben will actually have a leash where the Steelers would be like, we're going to pull you out
2: before we get into our, uh, our break here, I, I think that would be a good point to end the first half off on. If Ben Roethlisberger comes out and plays terribly, like say the Steelers go out and, and they, they start next year, how they ended this past season. They're one in five. Ben's playing like he did against the Bengals the whole time. Are you benching him? Or are you saying like, you know what? It's done. Sorry. You're
3: done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think not just, I would do it. I think they would do it. Uh, I just I get that feeling from Art Rooney's comments, from some of the stuff they're saying. When they're like, "Ben, you can come back, but you're not getting that much money." They're drawing lines. They've drawn lines in the sand before. They they brought in Todd Haley when Ben complained about him. They were they took Todd Haley's side and were like, "No, you're going to change. You're going to do this." They'll do that again. They will do it again. It's going to, t- it would take a lot. Like I, I would tell you that th- their Rooney's a ride or die with Ben. It would take a lot for them to be like, okay, we're done with you, Ben. You need to go, you know, kind of like they did with Troy where they're like, okay, Troy, you're done. And he's like, can I have one more year? And they're like, no, you're done. <laughs> uh, you can retire or we can cut you. That's your options. Uh, that, that would be Ben Roethlisberger. They would take a lot for them to do that to him, but they've done it to other people and they would do it to him.
2: Yeah. And it's going to be uh It's going to be obviously the biggest storyline heading into next year. We're going to be talking about Ben Roethlisberger a lot, especially if they draft a quarterback early in this upcoming draft. But we can get into more of that uh, great talk in the second half of our podcast. If you're watching live on YouTube and Facebook, just uh, hang tight. Uh, We will be back. Don't go anywhere uh, in just a second. If you're listening on any of our podcast platforms, just click over to part two right now